10 things to consider why digital ads could suit you better than press ads. Targeting, metrics, cost effectiveness, flexibility, personalization, interactivity, accessibility, immediacy, testing capabilities, and innovations. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Stay Hungry podcast. Today we're talking about why digital advertising is better than press advertising. Andy, seems like it's been a while. Has been a while. To the listeners, it's been a week, but... <laughs> how long How long has it been now? How long are we doing a podcast for? Three and a half years. Pre-COVID, so probably longer than that. Bloody hell. 2019, so yeah, three and a half years, yeah. Shit. We still get loads of people say to us now about our oh, running a podcast, but they never actually seem to. Because it involves, I suppose, quite a bit of effort. Um, and I think that is what stops a lot of people, isn't it? If there's a barrier to entry, writing a book, launching a podcast, launching an ad campaign, whatever, it's like... <sighs> I love now, in a, in a marketing sense, that we regularly get tagged just on the dog walk, listening to Andy and Joel, just doing this, listening to Andy and Joel. Oh, yeah, somebody did that yesterday on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was referencing, but other people do it. The lady in a meeting today, I've listened to a few of your podcasts. It it really hits home. The effort was worth it. Yeah, it's just a good, good way to help people. Another another way of helping people. And today, let's talk about press advertising. Um, or digital advertising. Done some press advertising in our past. Um, and it has its place in some marketing mixes, don't get me wrong. This isn't a fucking ill we press advertising oh god if someone approaches us and the best way of getting them out in front of an audience quickly is press advertising we'd do it that's not that's not not the argument we were making yeah but here are 10 things to consider why digital advertising to be honest for 90 percent of our clients um tends to be business owners stuck between six and seven figures why digital advertising is generally our go-to over anything like mm. press advertising because you know um leaflets Direct mail, big fan of direct mail. I mean, not enough people do lumpy mail. Um, but we're talking about ads here in magazines, newspapers, that kind of thing. So I think, I mean, the obvious the obvious first one I'd say is targeting. With digital ads, if you know what you're doing, you can target specific groups of people, whereas press ads, even in a niche magazine like fucking Model Maker Monthly, you can reach uh, a target audience, but you'll still be spending money to appeal to people who probably yeah. won't buy off you. Prime example. So we've just onboarded a client that um, this isn't precisely what she does, but just so it's easy for the listeners to understand American style country and Western lifestyle business. So she imports Yeehaw. cowboy boots, cowboy hats, amazing jackets, unbelievable rugs, throws, bed linen, bed frames, all that kind of jazz. And um, the press advertising they've done in the past was in American classics magazine. So like all the muscle cars and oh, yeah. because that's a very Americana mm. themed mm -hmm. magazine. Obviously the issue is that only a small amount of those kind of like gas head American muscle car lovers give a shit about any of that other stuff. My 16th birthday, my mum bought me a pair of cowboy boots. I was prime in my guns and roses phase. Guns and roses have a fucking lot to answer for. Um, but yeah, Trying to picture now this middle class half Asian kid walking around in cowboy boots. Something I'd never seen before that you posted the other day, and some of you might have seen this. Andy uh, posted a picture of himself in his prime. See how he reacts. What to now? That. <laughs> Last week. Uh, and he had uh, Daniel LaRusso uh, head bandana thing going on, which is very Guns N' Roses. Can't say that now, can you? Bandana. 
It was not you can't say it. You um, what were we talk? I'm sure me and you were talking about that. Wear it in a martial arts sense. You can't wear a, a bandana because it's sort of cultural it, appropriation. It says that oh, everyone who does karate wears a bandana. Oh, like every it? Mexican wears a sombrero. Although ironically, me, uh, Spanish for sombrero for a hat is sombrero. Yes. So they do. Blows my mind. Um, and I've just been to Mexico and I didn't see anyone wearing what we would consider a sombrero, but there was bloody loads to buy. Um, my, yeah, you've distracted me. But my point being, this picture, you're very Guns N' Roses styled, but you've got your Rambo green yeah. jacket on. You've got your Daniel yeah. LaRusso headband. It's the coolest picture I've ever seen. And, yeah, I, really. and I messaged you because I genuinely like the picture. My daughter sort of looked like a twat. I was like, he's definitely going to think I'm being sarcastic, but I'm really not. Um, so I had to kind of like double down on it because I was like, I think he still thinks I'm taking the piss. Yeah, usually my go-to is like, oh, he's just taking the piss. Um, but I think that's one of my dad's old ties I was using as a band you know. But yeah, 16th birthday caliber boots. It's like, I think my mum kept them for ages just to remind me was when I was fully grown up that look what you used to wear. But now I can go to our new class and get some if I fancy revisiting. They the come round though, because I had cowboy boots. Yeah, but you're like fucking like six foot two or something. You can get away with it. I'm not a cowboy. <laughs> no, you're not. You're nowhere near manly enough. <laughs> Thanks. That was very helpful. Favorite um, cowboy film ever? Go. Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking off the cuff. That was as well. Never seen it, you know. Oh, it's very good, actually. Um, oh, what's the Jeff Bridges one? Relatively recent. Oh, the remake, True Grit. Yeah, that's that's bloody good. Better than the original. Uh, We're just not a John Wayne fan because of his politics, allegedly. Well, no. So cowboy films, to be fair, John Wayne films, me and my granddad used to sit and watch John Wayne films. That was a thing. Um, Like, I love Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Nice. Uh, I'm well aware that's not John Wayne. I'm not an idiot. Um, But, like, yeah, I like a Western anyway, but True, True Grit was one of the only ones I guess I saw in the cinema because there hasn't been that many Westerns. Mm. Like, I love Unforgiven. 310 to Yuma is a great film. Like, there's loads of decent ones. Yeah, um, Unforgiven, that sort of restarted the genre for a bit, didn't it? Hmm. Um, but no, yeah, Clint Eastwood, he's done really so many. What about you? Outlaw Josie Wales. Yeah. That's, that's Clint at his finest for me. Yeah. Apart from Where Eagles Dare, which isn't a cowboy but like, film. I really but... liked um, The Outlaw Jesse James and whatever the, the long title is. Oh, yeah, okay. That, that was the decent. Yeah, and then you get like these modern westerns too, don't you? Like uh, Clint Eastwood's latest one is Cry Macho. Uh, I'm seeing that. Where, like, it's in modern times, but he's still a cowboy. And, it, yeah, I don't know. Like, and, and he did, um, what's the one, Gran Torino? That's like oh, a mo- modern western, isn't it? With He lives next to the Korean family. Yeah, yeah and yeah, he's yeah. a grumpy old cowboy. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, he's quite mean. And, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. How do you get on to that? Oh, Americana targeting. There we go. Yeah, that's your example. Some Americana magazine. Yes, the digital advertising equivalent, which is the conversation I just had with the client, is, well, we could target people that like line dancing. We can target people that like country music. We can target people that like hunting. We can target people that like outdoor living. We can target people that like tailgate parties, target people that like wrestling, target people that like NFL. Guns and Roses. Target people like Guns <laughs> and Roses. Target people like Bon Jovi. Like, mm. on, on and on it goes. So there's so many options, because she was like, worried about her niche and i was like oh the amount of channels into your niche is incredible like we can have a lot of fun with this 
And then she was like, oh, okay. What about, well, you could target people that like Westerns. You could target people that like John Wayne, target people that mm. like Clint Eastwood. It just goes on and on. Target people that like certain painters. It's like, what's that bloody woman on the telly that makes all the cakes? I don't know. Some, some bloody cooking channel thing that we have to watch at home, but her husband works on the ranch and comes back and eats her cooking. And no idea. Yeah. You won't like it. It's you like a really start, bad Nigella. Have you started watching the Kiefer Sullivan thing yet? No. Man, it's awesome. Kiefer Sullivan. I'm up to date on Mandalorian. That's a Western. <sighs> Hard going. Really? This season, yeah. Carl Weathers directed the last episode. The last one you watched? Yeah, Oh, yeah. is that not the last one? Is there another one since then? Yeah. The one where the kid gets kidnapped by the dinosaur? Yeah, there's been one since then. Oh, right, I'm one behind there's them. There's one tonight. Ah, shit. Yeah, the dinosaur one was, it was all right. It was a dragon. The one before was weak. It was a dragon. Okay, the one before was weak. It was a dragon. <laughs> it could fly. And it wasn't... Well, some dinosaurs it, it, can fucking fly. No, they're pterosaurs. <laughs> if you want to get into this. What's that thing about pterodactyls? They're not dinosaurs? No, some joke about... Because the P is silent. Oh, something about toilets, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. But we need to get to the other nine points. Okay, targeting. There we go. Done. Um, Another advantage uh, for digital ads, metrics. Now, oh, here we go. Mr. Accountant, you like your numbers, don't you? Oh, click-through rates, conversion rates. Oh, fucking hell. Stop. Engagement metrics. (gasps) Just need to set myself off for a minute. Right. Compared to digital uh, press ads, what might be able to say 50,000 people might have seen that newspaper. Yeah. So... Sadly, you and I burst through long before digital advertising existed, and people would say things like readership. I mean, you'd be like, what do you mean? Oh, it, I don't know, like our local rag is the Shropshire Star, and they'd be like, oh, 50,000 readership on this piece. And I'd be like, how do you know that? Like, it's just, just a number plucked out the sky based on, on average, every paper will get seen by five people. That was kind of roughly what it was. Or like the glossy magazines. Oh, but when they're in the dentist surgery, surgery on average, they get read by 20 people a day. And all My dentist, like... like when I was growing up, had magazines in there that were 30 years old. Bloody hell. I mean, it's not much use ringing one of those adverts. Wow. <laughs> Fucking hell. So you like your numbers, don't you? Yeah, I mean, all of our clients attract heavily. Um you know, we've got a client at the moment that runs webinars from webinars. It goes to sales call from sales call. It goes to upgrade, repeat. You have to be able to track those metrics. How many leads did they get? How many of those were paid leads? How many were organic leads? What was the overall cost per lead? What was the return on investment? How many people showed up to the webinar? How many people engaged on the webinar? How many people booked a call? How many people showed up to the book calls? But Andy snores. <laughs> And then when I show him what it does to the revenue on the other side, he starts to get excited. I so. love, yeah, I love looking at the end result. I'm not a fan of the. Yeah. I'm the details man, which is you need one and the other, don't you? you well, well, you know, I've handed I've hand my emails back to Annie, um, so I was trying to access Excel earlier, and it kept saying you can't do anything because you need to re-register your Microsoft account or anything. And I thought, fuck it, and I'm just using Google Sheets and stuff now. But to be honest, the less spreadsheet work I have to do, the better. But show me a nice graph. There's nothing better than sitting with a client and going, right, this is how much you spent. This is how much you earned. Yeah. So, like, for your webinar today, we need to know how much we spent, how many leads that generated, how many leads we generated overall, how many people showed up, how many of those people booked calls, so that when you do it again, we can compare how it goes. Follow the money. Follow the money. Which sort of leads on to cost effectiveness, really. Now, um, 
back in the day, I mean, we'll st- we still help some, uh, we don't help startups, but sort of smaller businesses we will consider if, if we're a good fit and they're a good fit for us. But strictly speaking, say something like Facebook ads, technically you only need a pound a day. We'd never advise spending a pound a day. You're not going to become a millionaire spending a pound a day on ads. But the cost effectiveness of digital ads compared to, say, press ads, what's, you know, an A5 monthly magazine around these parts, what, 200 quid for a quarter page Mm. for a month compared to, well, what I could spend that 200 quid on digitally, well, it's apples and oranges. Yeah, I love that. And I love that, like, being able to understand if I spend a pound, how much do I get back? Or if I, if I spend a pound, what do I get back? Mm. So I just had a conversation with someone today about uh, they were e-commerce, and I said, you might not make profit on your first sale through your advertising, mm-hmm. but your second sale will be unbelievable. And they're like, oh, no one's ever said that to me before, partly because a lot of marketing agencies mm. sell people on return on ad spend, which is bullshit if someone's quite high ticket because you actually want to use something to lure people in to open their wallets first um top tip but yeah ads on the front end can sometimes seem loss making but when you look on the back end the return on ad spend is ridiculous and uh you know when you know your numbers you can see the cost effectiveness really well well you've got to know the customer average lifetime value and I mean, I always talk about hairdressers, not that I know much about hair or got much hair left. Um, but if, if a haircut's a hundred quid, like a cut and color, and on average people come five times a year and on average they stay with you for two years, that's a grand. So rule of thumb is spend 10%. So to get that for grand services, in, for services, yeah, businesses so to spend sure, that yeah. grand, you've got to spend a hundred quid. So on that first haircut, you break even, you don't make a profit, but they come in for haircut number two, you're a hundred quid up. They come in for haircut number three. And like I say, that's that's hard for some people to get around. And marketing agencies, they never really go into this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, to give an example, the lady I sold to today. So we ran a webinar to sell tickets to an in-person event. So it cost us roughly two grand to run the webinar. In-person event cost us another two grand. So that's four grand in. Um, And then she came to an MTS session and then she bought. Now, I know that from that, live event two other people have bought so there potentially there's been over a hundred grand's worth of sales from one Mm -hmm. run through start to finish that costs us four grand so if we've done 120 grand of sales off Mm -hmm. four grand Mm -hmm. then that ultimately for every uh 1300 quid that we spend we make 40 grand but if we'd have based based the stats on the ads at the very beginning and how many people came to the webinar cost per lead was 24 quid. Most people would turn their nose up on that and go, Oh, I can't afford this, but they'd have never got far enough to see the cost effectiveness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I understand, especially as a startup, it's hard to see past that initial outlay, but that's why it's all about, it's all about investment and, and what's your goal? Where do you want to get to by when? And when you, what's, what's that quote on our, on our wall? about when, when you know your why, the how becomes easier. Yeah, 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 the um, purpose quote, yeah. Now, but, you, you love your numbers, right? Mm. Um, you know, well, one, I like things to be easier. I also love flexibility. Now, I remember the old days, you're bunging out in the yellow pages, that's it, my marketing done for 12 months. But obviously, if something changed in your business, you couldn't ring up the yellow page and say, I need my ad changing. 
But obviously with digital ads, you've got the advantages that you can be a lot more mobile. Like flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously you can alter the campaign length at any point. You can change the targeting at any point. You can change the creative. You can turn things off, turn it on. Um, so I, it's not instant, as some people have you believe. You do have to let things run a little while to get true data, for sure. And most so when, what kind of time frames do you think? So if someone launches on their Facebook ad campaign to generate leads. Yeah, so depending on budget, it probably won't come out of its learning phase for five or six days. Okay. Um, same on Google. But, but then you will know within, within a week what you're looking at cost per lead or cost per acquisition or cost per click, whatever it is you're doing. If you run an advert in the press, Unless there's a unique phone number on there, you just don't know. And you certainly can't change it until they run that magazine the following month. Now, I appreciate with a newspaper, it could be daily. When I see a monthly magazine and someone's got an ad in it with a typo, oh, or even the picture's out of focus, you're like, one, how did that get approved? Two, you've got to put that out for a month. And also, you've got to know that some potential customers will have picked that up and be like... Well, if they've got that much attention to detail, I ain't going to give them my money for their service. I I would say, because obviously people still do print advertising. We've done print advertising. Mm. But I'm most magazines that you'll pick up, they're so keen to get you to advertise in there, they give no thought to the quality of the advert you provide them. And it's just sad. When someone's paying, so I know there's a kitchen designer paid at least four figures for a four-page ad. And there's a typo in it. It's currently running. And it's like, your ad is going on about your bespoke kitchens and quality. And again, you couldn't make this up. Attention to detail. And you got a typo. And you spelled kitchen wrong. Now, now I know, I know, I know it's bad form now to point out bloody typos. You're accused of being a grammar Nazi. So I'd never pick up anyone on their socials. But when you spent a lot of money on an ad and, and there's it, nothing you can do about it. And that could have potentially cost you business. Fucking arts. And story. there's a, there's a duty there. Like, uh, the, the beauty of the flexibility of digital advertising is if you made that mistake, you could go fix the typo. But with mm. with print advertising, you've probably sent it to a design agency who've proofed and approved it, then you've proofed and approved it, and then you've sent mm. it to the magazine company who basically will have made you tick a box to say this has been proofed mm. and approved. But there's like three lots of people there yeah. by the time it's gone to print. But when you're dropping two grand for the inside page of a county magazine... Yeah, you'd expect someone to be like, bloody hell, we should look after these people. Yeah, what about um, personalization? I was doing a team training yesterday, talk about emails and how if it's a long email, you can drop people's name in throughout because obviously that's that's something that's going to stand out and retain their attention. Um, digital ads does allow for personalization, doesn't it? Obviously, the user data, pixels, cookies, all that kind of stuff. Do you want to explain about how how your digital ads can be a lot more personalized than old school? It's, yeah, you can be a lot smarter. So if someone's been looking at a particular product, that product can then follow them around. Or um, even now, we're getting to the point where if someone's browsing, you could potentially place their name in the advert. It's getting really clever. So uh, we know people's behaviours. We know their interests. We know what they don't like. And we can personalise creative around that which means that 
let's say you're a local kitchen company, but you only sell like traditional style kitchen. So it's only going to really work in like a barn or a farmhouse or, mm. um, you can exclude people that love contemporary stuff, which mm. you can't do in kitchen magazine because yeah. you're paying to reach a lot of the wrong eyeballs. Yeah. And, and what about, I mean, um, I was doing some online quiz this morning. You got personalization digital ads, but I also love the interactivity that you can run quizzes. You can run polls. Um, obviously Daniel Preecy's got his score app thing going mm. where you can properly engage your people which is obviously a, a massive benefit for some businesses. Yeah. I think um, it's understanding that you can make it user-friendly. You can make it feel fun. And what you can't do in print advertising, I mean, there's been a few over the years where people have done like smell-o-vision type, type things or like put a crossword in their advert or whatever. But it's quite hard to achieve mm. that effectively where you can gamify digital advertising. I mean, like some of the best ones I've seen literally are like a mini computer game. And by the time you're done, it chucks out what Disney character you are. And before you know it, your wallet's open and you've bought something. I bought Super Mario Brothers on um, Game & Watch on eBay the other day. Super Mario Brothers Game & Watch? Game & Watch. You know, the, the original 82, you know, yeah. the little handheld yeah. Super Mario Brothers? Yeah. They've really released that, yeah. have they, as a uh, thing? USB thing. Charge, yeah, yeah. You know, I got a Game Boy for Christmas, don't you? Did you? Codebreaks branded one. Oh, shit, yeah. Where's that? Is that the office? No. Oh, okay. Sore subject. Oh, what happened? Sega till I die. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> right, okay. Um, right. Uh, that's a joke, by the way. <laughs> the bloke who made it listens to this podcast. Um, accessibility. Um, love it that ads can be shown on your desktop on your phone then you go in video yeah, follows you around in picture can be read out to you like. you can enlarge them you can make them smaller yeah it's it's unlimited reach really no i mean like we scare some people oh yeah but like when people say to me oh i'm not on facebook i'm like Yes, you are. You just don't know you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, and, you know, my nan's on WhatsApp now, so don't bloody tell oh, me you God, don't know how she? to use it. Oh, bloody hell. Well, no. Well, yeah, she, well, she is, yeah. yeah. But it's like, yeah, like, you know when people say, oh, I don't know how to do that. It's like, don't tell me you don't know how to do it. My 86-year-old nan is on WhatsApp. My mother-in-law will start a conversation on SMS. She'll, she'll switch over to Messenger and usually end it on WhatsApp. It's very hard to keep track of a conversation. That's weird. Um, and she's got an iPhone, whatever. She's got um, Sky. She's got Netflix. She's got an iPad. I don't think she's got a MacBook. But yeah, and she's she's like eighty eight, I think. And yeah, the 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 accessibility everywhere, which some people again are are a bit scared of. But the way I look at it, if you're going to use a free platform, there will be a a trade off. There's a price you to can't, pay. Fucking idiots who moan on Facebook. Oh, fucking Facebook's full of ads. Well, fucking don't use Facebook then. Mark Zuckerberg's not charging you £10 a month to use Facebook. And if he was, I'll tell you what, you could use Facebook ad-free, just give me 10 quid a month. Everyone would kick off about that as well. Yeah, the entitlement is ridiculous. Yeah, people moan about the ads on ITV, but then also moan about having to pay a licence fee to watch BBC without ads. Anyway, let's not rant about that. Um, now, something we don't talk about too much, a quick wins, because everyone wants, everyone wants it quickly, everyone wants it easily. 
But the fact is, you can get some quite quick results with the right digital. I mean, you can with press ads, I guess. I guess uh, maybe if you do it, your shop's doing a massive sale tomorrow. You've got a big full page ad in tonight's shop's your star. Happy days. Um, but in terms of the quick effect it can have on your business in terms of lead generation, traffic to your website, the impact you can make quickly with digital ads is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I mean, like in defense of press advertising, if you're a painter and decorator and you're not in your village's parish magazine, you're an idiot. Mm. Like a bl- tank, tank with a bloody every 10 years or something. Yeah, yeah. like just unbelievable. But in terms of like SMEs looking for growth, being able to know, right, I already know within 48 hours, 72 hours, what my cost per lead is or cost per acquisition or cost per click or cost per sale or whatever. Um, I know that that could be improved. What decision do I want to make next? Whereas place an ad in the press, you can make an educated guess that this picture is going to attract people, this headline is going to attract people and then sit next to the phone and wait for it to ring. You just, you can't then go right next month, let's try a different picture. Next month, let's try a different picture and see how many calls we get because the, the time horizon is too long. That is handy. I mean, we sort of touched on it before, but, you know, the testing capabilities here saying that type of ad's working, the meshing ad's working, let's do more of that. The traffic ad isn't working so well, let's spend a little less on that. Um, it, it grates with us that Cobra's own ads, the pictures containing me and you, never really work anywhere near as well as the pictures containing the team or certain members of the team, shall we say, but there we go. I can make you feel better. Oh, go on. On our last two campaigns, we ran talking head videos of me and you. Yes. And they outperformed everything. Did they? The, the ones, they don't like, they don't like how we look, but they obviously think we know what we're talking about. Ah, that sounds about right. (laughs) So is that the one we held ourselves or we did on the tripod with Annie? Um, because I did one off the No, the tripod really. ones are the, a guidebook, so they're not live. Oh, yet, right, so. okay. Oh, shit, that's good. That's encouraging then. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Is that people not ugly anymore then? People less fussy. <laughs> right. And it's fucking hell, nine ones already. Right, number 10. Okay, you know more about this shit than I do. AR, VR, AI. The innovations available in digital ads are certainly coming soon. Yeah, so big rumours this year that Apple's version of smart glasses is coming out finally. Google tried to do it a couple of years ago. But basically, you'd be able to walk around and see information about the stuff in front of you within your specs. So like being Robocop. The, the, The potential for advertising within that environment is ridiculous. Holy shit. Same in the VR world. There's people now, literally right now, who are living in a larger VR world than they do in real life. They spend more time in the VR world and it's bigger than their real life world and they've got more friends in there. So the advertising space in there is mega. Then you you add into that things like product placement in computer games that can now be changed because they're all connected to the internet. There's so many things you can do that you just couldn't do before. And there's things that we'll be able to do that we can't even imagine right now. So like a lot of cars now have a heads up display. Imagine, oh, I love that in my car. Imagine if McDonald's paid for the heads up display to prioritize them as 
the nearest drive-through mm. ahead of all of the other yeah. brands, which I think is surely going to, you know, like with like uh, apps like Waze, surely yeah. it's in Waze's yeah. interest to partner with petrol stations and restaurants to prioritise yeah. them. Well, my screen pops up saying, oh, you've been driving for three hours. There's a rest stop in two miles. Just saying, hey, your next McDonald's is like the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. If you say that was sponsored by Beefy, to, yeah, like, yeah. it'd be clever, wouldn't it? That's amazing. But yeah, always opportunities. That's that's pretty right. So to recap, 10 things to consider. Why digital ads could suit you better than press ads. Targeting, metrics, cost effectiveness, flexibility, personalization, interactivity, accessibility, immediacy, testing capabilities, and innovations. Fucking hell, I think we covered quite a lot in half an hour there. Blitzed it. As ever, if you'd like to know more about digital ads, about marketing in general, to move the needle in your business, especially if you're a business owner who's hungry to grow and you're stuck between six and seven figures, visit codebreak.co.uk. Thanks for listening to the Stay Hungry podcast and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Now, if you're looking to sort your marketing out, visit fixmymarketing.co.uk and get in touch today.